Power to the people, we are back to do maintenance. Yeah, yeah, we're going to rock that crack when it came in. It's me, it's me, it's Podcast P. And we got you stuck off the realness. Yeah, yeah, we be the infamous. You heard of us, official. Boston. Why Boston? Because they're going out of the playoffs tonight. <laughs> tonight. Welcome, <laughs> into, welcome <laughs> into another edition of the world-famous Two Stub Nigerians podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Thank you. you Thank you so much for joining us on another one of our audiastic adventures down um, the path of rhythm. Thank you once again for joining us as we maraud into the midnight. Thank you once again for joining us as we enter the Wu-Tang. Yes, all 36 chambers. Thank you so much for joining us as we try and seize control. This is a real, genuine, serious SOS right now. Mm. If someone wants to give us scissor tickets, man, it's only a few weeks away. Uh, listen. Listen. If <laughs> not someone, to rush this, any of this you. Is, not to rush any of you, but if you are holding out for my birthday or a last minute. I don't like last minute surprises. Let me know now, Sha, please. She's on her way to Europe and I haven't secured my ticket yet. It's ridiculous. You know, how else am I gonna tell her I love her? And then how else? The like fam, come on, bro. Come on. So whichever one of you are out there, this is a legitimate SOS, mm. please. The sun is out. I hope you're enjoying your bank holiday weekend. Those of you in the US, I hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. I hope you've got some violet skies. I hope you really mm. have some violet skies. Um, I hope you get to experience some tangerine dreams. Mm. Um, I hope you and your booth thing can be just, you know, loved up. You ain't going through no dilemmas out here. Mm. Um, and as always, on another one, on this audiastic adventure, if there's a point where you slip, you fall, you can't get up, you can call us if you get lost. As I mentioned, I'm one half of your host, Podcast P. I'm joined, as ever, by my illustrious co-host, my co-hostess with the most S. He goes on many names. It's the guy that gave you the look, the first name, the hook. That's how Repod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. We're back, we're back, we're back. Man, track 95 in this bit. Track 95. It's track 95, man. It's track 95. This is, we're getting to 100 and we haven't got anything planned. I know, I'm ahead of schedule. Usually I wait till the end of the episode. But we really don't have anything planned for episode 100. And it's becoming a real issue. I just want to leave that in the oxygen in case anyone has any suggestions for us um, for episode 100. Maybe we go live. Maybe, maybe for episode 100, someone should take us to the scissor concert. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> one, of our, one, of our, one of our audience members just wants to pay us a little treat. Yeah. To take us to the scissor concert, man. If any of you feel so obliged. I want to say no, if you insist, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we should do a whole album review during the Sizzle concert. During the Sizzle concert. That's <laughs> what sounds like... better live than in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you been this last week, man? I've been good, bro. I've been good. The sun has been shining um, over England's great and glorious lands. Um, and when the sun's out, man, it mm. will almost, it almost... Let's you forget that this place is a piece of shit. But <laughs> we're still in England, so it hasn't been as good as it can be. But how about yourself? Yeah, pretty much same, man. Like, there's something about England in the summer. The greens are just very green. It's you know? green. It's, it's very such a green. green place, man. Like, <laughs> the leaves are really popping on these trees right now. Like, like for wow. real. The grass, grass is doing its thing this year bro, as well, bro. Bro, I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, were you grassing like this, this <laughs> in December? Like, I don't remember you. I don't remember you being this vibrant. I don't. You, you, ain't been, you ain't been vibrant like this in a long time. Something's <laughs> got you acting brand new out here. <laughs> oh man, it's been it's been a lovely week to be honest, man. The weather's been nice. Sun's been out. 
everyone just seems happier than they were a few weeks ago. Um, so I can't complain, man. I can't complain. I cannot complain. Even work has just been more chilled than normal, man. Like it's, it's been a nice week. It's been a nice week. Saying that, saying that, obviously it's a bank holiday weekend. So I understand that everyone everyone wants to be busy. But yesterday, you people, specifically you people in London, you really had me stuck in traffic for two hours, and I won't forgive you for that one. I won't forgive you for that one because it should have been a ten minute drive, and it ended up being two hours. I didn't. Know, I didn't know we were getting into London slander this early. Let me do our <laughs> intros before we really get into it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. As ever, as I mentioned, we are the Two Stub Nigerians podcast. Um, we are a podcast where we come in here, talk about music. We do album reviews. We give you music recommendations. We drop episodes weekly on Mondays. You can catch us on Apple Music. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, we are there. Um, you can catch catch us on all of our socials. You can stay up to date with all of our content, all of our reviews, um, all of our notifications. Catch us on Twitter. We're at 2SNigerians. At Instagram and TikTok, it's at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians. You can catch us on our YouTube channel, 2 stubborn Nigerians, where we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe, like a video, um, leave a comment, share, all of that good stuff. Um, we really appreciate it. And if you so happen to be in the greater England area and you can make your way to Manchester on July 7th. You can catch us live Manchester Square where we'll be doing our first ever live performance um, from Festival Square at the Manchester International Festival. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Manchester International Festival, please. Drop another one of Clues Bombs for us performing at Manchester International Festival. And drop one more of Clues Bombs for the fans who are coming to watch us at Manchester International Festival, please. No, we're bitterly, bitterly excited about the opportunity. So that's July 7th, 3.30 to 4.30. Friday, July 7th, 3.30 to 4.30. Manchester International Festival, Festival Square. If you need any more details, they are on um, all of our socials. Hit the link. It's right there. Or you can hit either one of us. We can give you any details you want. It's due to be a movie. We're so excited. We've got something really fun and exciting lined up for everyone in attendance. We really can't wait. And really, the whole festival, there's a whole huge like array of lineup amazing talent so if you can get in and around manchester for any of those three weeks check it out in fact drop another one of clues bombs for manchester international festival please that's how it goes right there by the way if you're new to the podcast you're gonna hear that a lot today like Damn. i'm just, like, <laughs> just letting you know. we literally just discovered this feature last week it went down a tree so we're, you're gonna we're gonna hear it a lot. Fact, this is a constant state of the podcast now, man. We have sound effects now. We're really you're sound here. effects now. You're pissed. You're pissed. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I am excited for that festival, bro. Like, oh, it's gonna be a crazy one. It's gonna be a crazy one. So if you do have the opportunity, please, please, please come down. Um, we need some faces down there that not necessarily recognize, but that know us, man, and know what we we bring to the stage so yeah it'll be nice to meet some of you guys out there as well um if you're lucky man if you're lucky you might get a little preview of the ep mm. Mm. it's time we'll give you the intro that's what i'm saying <laughs> 20 yeah. strong let me tell you how i'm feeling caught between kaepernick and trying to make a billion Come on, you're giving them too much already. You're giving them too, too much. Already. <laughs> it's too much already. Freestyle <laughs> I've had ready since my 20th birthday. Bro. <laughs> How many um concerts have you been to where they've announced new music coming? Oh, millions. Probably yeah. most of them. They swear. Most of them. Not necessarily, not even like just announced it, but they've played you a snippet of what's to come. 
Oh, they play the snipper. What's to come? Um, mm-hmm. a couple, a couple, a good amount. Yeah, good amount. Um, any that stands out? Arden, um, who was the opener for Isaiah Rashad earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, played music from his upcoming album, which should be coming. He said the back end of this year, um, and he's a really really promising artist i think i don't know why i've never like recommended him on this podcast where i really wanted to um mm-hmm. but he's someone who's really impressive really good rapper he did that um obviously cam thomas that we just went to mm-hmm. yeah for his yeah. whole upcoming red shirt album <laughs> um who else Ray Shrimmer did. The first time i went to see Ray Shrimmer, they ended up playing some songs that would end up being on Ray Shrimmer 2 mm-hmm. which was really fun section boys exact same show they played some upcoming new music to come it's never the headliner though very rarely the headliner because mm. i'm there to watch you play the music yeah. i've heard i don't want to hear anything new i'll listen yeah. to that the next tour but yeah <laughs> fair fair yeah. yeah no i think it's only happened to me what once yeah it's only happened to me once with um earth gang where they previewed red light mm-hmm. with jid mm. But outside of that, I can't really think of too many other times it's happened. Which did that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Was like, yeah, when's this coming out? So have you completed Dreamville? Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter you're saying that. that the, main ones, cause, the main ones, because I know you haven't seen Cause and Effect in that man there. I've but seen you Cause. Bars. You've seen I've Cause. I've seen Cause. I've seen Bars. I've seen Earth Gang. Yeah. I've seen... JID, I've mm-hmm. seen Cole, I've seen Ari Lennox. That's it. So I need to see loot. Yeah, so I've completed Dreamville by complete accident. But yeah, I've I've done it. I've done my I've done my tours. I only haven't so the only one I haven't seen, well I haven't seen Boss, I haven't seen JID. No, I haven't seen JID. Obviously yes, I've seen Where have I seen JID? At the J. Cole concert. Is that did he come out with Earth Gang? He came out before, he came out after Earth Gang, but he also came out with for one song with Earth Gang. You were there. You were next to me during this. Of course he did. <laughs> oh shit, I see J I D. That's crazy. Yeah. It was also called. It was Dreamville. So J. It Cole was and Ari. It was Ari. Yeah. Then Earth Gang, then JIG, then Cole. That yeah. was a long ass show. And I did that on a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're limping there with no crutches. <laughs> with no crutches. A torn ACL. A week um, old torn ACL. Jesus is Lord. Crazy. The things I do for Jermaine Cole, man. <laughs> oh, man. What have you been listening to this last week? What haven't I been listening to? It's really been one of those weeks where I just continue my deep dives into just random pieces of um, audio. Um, obviously, we listened to the album that, w- that we'll be reviewing um, later mm-hmm. today. But as I was speaking to you about, you know, before the podcast, like following our conversation last week where I was talking about I'm going to name my child Ghostface, I ended up listening to a lot of Wu-Tang and Ghostface Killer specifically, um, which was great. Um, I listened to, it was 18 years his common release B this past week. So wow. I listened to that, um, which was just an amazing piece of cinema, one of my favorite albums of all time. 
listen to John Legends get lifted. We don't talk about John Legend enough on this podcast, and it's a real damn damn shame. Um, mm. Realistically, we should be talking about John Legend at least once a pod. Like, let me, let me, like, if we're being honest with ourselves, his name should at least come up, like, at some point, because mm. that nigga made ordinary people. Man, man, and I would, and I would hazard to say it's not the best song on that album. Fam, at one point, at some point in his lifespan, he said, like, "Give me the green light." That's and what I've I'm never saying. looked at traffic light the same way ever again. At all. And then <laughs> another point is in that same life, he said, out of all of the girls, oh you're my the God. one and only girl, ain't nobody in this room. Oh my tonight. God. <laughs> yeah, John Legend. If we start, Raheem, if we start, I'm not ready to stop. What an surname. What an what, surname. Like, fam, <laughs> no gimmick, no nothing. That's just your name. Like, they didn't even need to worry about the first name. They could have given them anything they want because the surname did it all. Um, I listened to John oh, Legend man. get lifted. I listened to, oh my goodness, I had the best time of my life cooking and listening to What a Time to Be Alive. Mm. Mm. Drake was in the form of his life. Like mm. that 30 for 30 outro is just ridiculous on so many levels. When you know what was going on in music at the time, coming yeah. off the meat beef, coming off. People at him secret, like quietly at him, like I've told you before. King Kunta verse one is a sneak Kendrick diss at Drake, and no one will ever yeah. tell me different. Knowing mm. what was going on, knowing how the higher ups at different industries were coming together as a collective to try and dim, dim his light and send him a message, then he has to turn to forty and say, "Forty, did you get the message?" Because I just mm. checked my phone and I didn't get it. I mean, I say hats off for a solid effort, but we didn't know he was on a different level. And that's not even to talk about songs like Diamonds Dancing and Change Location. Yep. That project is special. Um, it was five years since Daytona released this past week. So I listened to Daytona again. I still stand pat. I haven't heard a better rap album than Daytona since Daytona. Still hasn't happened. Um, I'm really waiting and hoping it will come, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, listen to a lot of Afrobeats. Jay Worthy and Rock Marciano dropped their collab tape. Um, nothing bigger than the program. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted, I tweeted this, but now I need the audio version to be recorded too. I appreciate everything you tried to do, Kate Tremini. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Rory's album later today. Rory, I appreciate everything that you tried to do and all of those who will come subsequently after this. But it's a scare in the whole summer. It's clear. <laughs> at, this, at this stage, it's clear. Between Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia, mm-hmm. this project, the projects that I know are still to come, what Conway's dropped, what Pot of Paper dropped, and Pot of Paper's an iffy one, because I know a lot of women who are really big fans of Pot of Paper. It's very yeah. weird. And they're not even from South. Like, if they were from South, I'd understand it. <laughs> but they're from all over the gaff. Like, I see things in Bristol <laughs> that are fans of Pot of Paper. I'm like, what's going on? No, they love him. They love him. Why, but... why are you... Why is Trap Flo Kane on your Instagram story while you're taking a selfie? Like, no, see, Paul, you're thinking about it wrong. It's still scaring the hoes because mm-hmm. if <laughs> if a girl plays that in the car whilst I'm yeah. also in the passenger, she scared yeah, me out of the I'm car. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> what do you mean if you had a million pounds? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. I listened to Once Upon a Time by Deontay Hitchcock. I tweeted mm-hmm. it. I'm here to triple down. That album is phenomenal. Mm. it is have you listened to it yet i have not i would recommend you give it a while this week that album is phenomenal like really really good album really good work um 
And then, yeah, splatterings of Afro beats, splatterings of hip hop, all the good stuff all over the place, mate. But yeah, that's, mm. that's really been my week. Fair, fair. Fam, would you say that just is like just based on what you said earlier? Because the thought I had as you said it, but I didn't want to interrupt you because you're flowing. Um, would you say that? Would you say what a time to be alive has gotten better with age? Yeah, I think it's a classic. Mm. I do. I do think it's a classic. I, I I think it's it's one of them. If it's not a classic album, it's a classic moment, and it's a classic moment for multiple reasons. Like that was my first year of uni. So the times I had with that album played while we were getting ready to go out, when we went out, when you'd hear Jumpman in the club, crazy. I think it's a classic moment in the sense that, and people will never view it on this level, but what I say so positively about Watch the Throne, where you have Jay and Kanye as de facto the two best rappers on the planet at that time come Mm -hmm. together to push themselves to be the best, like better than the other. You get the exact same with What Time To Be Alive, like 2015 Future and 2015 Drake. Like two of the best in the world, come on, two of the best in the world. And then you add in the X Factor that is 2015 Metro booming, like Mm. the best versions of any producer we've ever seen come together for a project and for them to get the best of like all three of those worlds come together, like Drake shouldn't sound as good as he does on Diamonds Dancing. Mm. I'm saying, but he mm-hmm. does. And Future shouldn't sound as good as he does on sounds like get a plastic bag, throw yeah. it, pick up all the cash. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then for them to then, when you get to the final two songs of the album, where Jersey is just Future and Thirty for Thirty is just Drake, and they're the perfect iterations of what a Drake song in 2015, 2016, and a future song in 2015, 2016 should sound like. I think, to me, it's a classic. I think it's a classic album. If it's not a classic album, it is de facto a classic moment in hip hop, mm. definitely in my music lifetime. It's definitely, it's aged like fine wine, really has. Fair, fair, fair. I don't disagree with you at all, man. That album is one of those albums that every like, at least like once a year, I won't say consistently, but at least once a year, I'm like, mm, let me go listen to this, man. Let me just, let me hear Big Rings, because I haven't listened to Big Rings in a minute. And then yeah. the whole thing will play, like, man, I forgot how good this was. Like, it's, it's you, a special time. You've got me onto a topic now. So I want you to, obviously, we'll go through what you've listened to this week. And then mm-hmm. I've got a, I did a little thought experiment this week, and I wasn't going to bring it to the podcast, but now that we've spoken about this, I'm going to bring it to the pod. So you, what, what have you been listening mm. to? Then we'll get to that. Well, I've been listening to this week, man. It's, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week. Um, so, early on this week, very early on this week, um, we made a promo talking about um, Amelie versus Sicker Mode from last week's episode, the conversation that we had. And I was like, mm, let me see. Because maybe it's like the fact that I haven't listened to both of them in a while. Maybe I was bucking. Because certain people were telling me I was bucking. I was like, hmm. I don't know. Let me listen to them and double check to see what was going on. Um, I'm doubling down, by the way. I think I was 100% right with my second mode take, but that's a conversation for last week. Um, now, I listened to a Millie, beautiful song. I listened to Sicker Mode, beautiful song. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm happy with my take. And then I thought, let me listen to some other songs from this rap caviar list. 
So I went listen to Buster Rhymes. I was like, oh, great song. Listen to Far Side. Oh, great song. Cool. Carried on, carried on, carried on, carried on. I was like, you know, let me just listen to songs that I think were beautifully produced in general. Found myself in a whole bunch of different bags. Crazily, like I, it was very, very random bags I was finding myself in. But I was just going through it. Um, and then eventually, I decided, you know, let me just sit down with um, Astro World entirely. So mm-hmm. Astro World has been an album that's been playing all week, all week long. Astro World has just been going off for me. Um, that's an album that. Oh, it might be a classic. It might be like a timeless classic. I think it's in that exact same ballpark of what I was just saying. If it's not a classic album, it's a classic moment. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I remember where I was when Astroworld dropped. Like, I like I we've said it before on this podcast. Like, the whole TL listened to that album together at the yep. exact same time. It felt like, and everyone was going through the same like crazy realization, song to song, as they listened to. It. And that's another one for me that like. You listening to it today, like it'll be five years old in what was that August, September it came out? So August. Like it'll be Good five years old in August. Like it, that has aged like fine wine. Like mm. again. Mm. What's your favorite song on off Astro World now? Can't say. Still. It'll always be Can't Say Paul. Because as much as like there's other songs there that are probably better. Yeah. But can't say, like the same way you say I remember where I was. I remember yeah. where I was the first time I heard Can't Say. And it was at work, yeah. in the hallway, looking out the window, and I wanted to go insane, yeah. but I had to have some greater decorum about me, <laughs> which is <laughs> so literally. <laughs> I was like, "Woo, that <laughs> <laughs> can't say it was crazy." It's the first time I that song was on my mind all day. I got home, hopped on PlayStation Party. I'm like, yo, did you guys listen to Afterworld today? Cool. We spoke about the whole album. I'm like, yo, I don't know who that is on Can't Say, but he's he's got it. He's got it. Mm-hmm. My boy's like, oh, yeah, his name's uh, Don Tolliver. I said, Don Tolliver, say less. That was it. That's the beginning of me and Don Tolliver's entire journey to date. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I've been on Astroworld all week. Um, somehow... I don't know how, don't ask me how, but somehow that inspired me. And this is where it gets really random. I don't know why and I don't know how, but listening to Astro World, and it wasn't even like I got through the whole album. I got about halfway through and I thought, I'll listen to B Boys by DJ Khaled. <laughs> talk about it. Make <laughs> talk about it. Like to me, it's going <laughs> I'm, I'm like, let me go back and listen to B Boys, man. I listened to B-Boys. I was like, mm, mm. Let me listen to Doggy Style. Again, I don't know why. But sometimes my brain just says, I'll just hear one note and I'm like, that's making me want to listen to this. I listen to Doggy Style. My big songs from there. So, um, G-Funk intro. What's my name? And It Ain't No Fun. And hearing Nate Dog sing on Ain't No Fun. And hearing DJ Easy Dick. I was like, I have to go listen to the best songs from documentary too. I know we're not we're not game fans, the game fans, whatever. But man, um Quick's Groove off of the documentary too is one of those songs that it goes down the tree every single time. So I was enjoying that. And then I ended up um listening to Don Tolliver's latest album, Love Sick. Got to Charlie Wilson's verse. I said, 
man, Charlie Wilson is him. And that's how I ended up listening to the Gap Band. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> and I've been on that run, that literal exact run, pretty much every day for the last week, man. That's been me. Until what's called yesterday, where the album we will be reviewing was listened to thoroughly. But we'll get to that later. That's for future we'll us to later. discuss. It'll be a fun journey you on that, man. Man, man, I love it when I love it when that happens. It only happens like it's rare that it happens to me as well because you know, like usually I just press play on the album and let it run. But this one, I was just like, mm. it's rare that I'll I'll hear a song and it'll make me think of another song and I'll need yeah. to listen to that song immediately. So I, no, do, I, I enjoy those moments. I enjoy them. I feel you. Mm. All right, let me tell you the last experiment I went through this week. Please do. Someone asked me who do I think is the best rapper in the game right now? And I said, I think Tyler, the creator, is the best rapper in the game right now, because that's my position. Okay. And obviously, we have different ways of judging how we view that. But I I went for a thought experiment in my head. I was like, who do I have as the best rapper in the game at each point going back a decade? I went further than a decade. So I went to 09. Because basically, I was like, I know... And it goes to what I was saying about what a time to be alive. Because mm-hmm. I know when I believed Future was the best rapper in the game. Like, okay. I know that period of time. Mm-hmm. And I know when the period I believe Nikki was the best rapper in the game. Okay. But there's a point in there where I believe Kendrick was the best rapper in the game. And there's a mm-hmm. point in there I believe that Cole was the best. So I was like, where do I actually, what, how, what is my timeline for best mm-hmm. rappers in the game? So I'm mm. going to give you my timeline and okay. it's for you to just tell me just what you think of it. Because we'll disagree. Mm-hmm. I already know we're going to disagree. Mm-hmm. You just tell me what you think of it. So I'm going to give you the timeline okay. that I constructed in my head. These aren't exact dates because mm-hmm. this is, it isn't a league table. So some of it will overlap, yeah? Right. But you'll understand. So I go 2009 mm-hmm. to end of 2010 is Nicki, okay. Nicki Minaj. Based right? on the work going into it, debut album, Pink Friday, features, bedrock, like um, Young Money, We Are Young Money, No Nine, nine to end of 10, to end just about the end of 10, I go Nikki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10, about October ish 10 to about October ish 11, I go Kanye. Based That's my beautiful on... dark, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, Good Friday leading in with Good Fridays mm-hmm. coming out with watch it, watch it throw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got Kanye I... in that period. Mm-hmm. End of eleven to about this is where I got a bit stuck to about midway through. No lies. End of eleven to start of thirteen. Okay, two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. End of 2011 to start, no, end of 2011 oh, so, to start 2013. So about so a year one year, bit. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Drake, okay. Take care. Beginning to get into nothing was the same era. Mm-hmm. All the features, all the Khaled features, Wayne features, Drake. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thirteen. That part of thirteen to the start of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Kendrick. That's his time. Okay. That's my Kendrick okay. time. So you come in the back end of Good Kid, 
mm-hmm. all the way up until right before we get to Pimper Butterfly. Because that includes control verse, includes all them feature. That is Kendrick time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15, start at 15, and this is where mm-hmm. it gets man that. 15 to about the summer of 2017. Really the start of 2017, but I'll go to the summer of 2017. Mm-hmm. Is future. Really? That's his period for me. Yeah. Because that's wow. Dirty Sprite 2. Yeah. All of the mixtapes before and after Dirty Sprite 2. Mm-hmm. Then you go into What a Time to Be Alive. Then you get to 2017 and you get Hendrix and Future back to back. I'm shocked. So there's no period in between that. In between I Kendrick don't. being your most dominant and Future being your most dominant where you said this is J. Cole's time. J. Cole's next. Okay. J. Cole is, and I've wrote a blog about this. You can find it on my blog, wherever you get blogs from. J. Cole is 2017 to the summer of 2019. What's that based on, though? That's based off... Um, KOD came out that time. Mm-hmm. And then that's based off the Hall of Fame feature run that he went on at that time, where he was on everyone's album and beat everyone on their album to the point that he then went on Savage's album and said, I'm batting a thousand and got to the point that these rappers don't even like rapping with me. Mm. That was Cole's run. Mm-hmm. For mm. me. As yeah. the best in the game. I still feel like he was, in the same way I said that Jay-Z is the best rapper of all time, so he supersedes all of this. There's parts mm-hmm. of that run where Cole is still, Cole's still my favorite rapper and he supersedes all of that. But that is a period where I say like, unequivocally, I think he was the best rapper in the game. Fair. Okay. Then you get summer of 2019 to about summer of 2021, really just before the summer of 2021. That's Benny's time. That to me was where Benny was un- like, I couldn't go anywhere without hearing Benny's verse and Benny be the best rapper on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then from 2021 to now, we're at Tyler time. That, that was. Call me if you get lost. Um, yeah, call me if you get lost. Mm. And and it's and he's obviously doubled down with estate sale, but then you add in all of the features that Tyler does as well. Like a, we've just been in Tyler time, mm. and no one's taking it from him. And like I said, I was ready to say Vince might be taking it from him, and then Tyler <laughs> dropped estate sale, and I'm like Vince, you you have to do one more. Like he's not re- he's not ready to release this title yet, bro. But that was the timeline I settled on in my head. Because I was like, again, someone just asked me who I thought was now. And I think it's Tyler. I don't know if you agree with that. But I think right now, Tyler's the best in the game for me. Um, but that, and then I had to go back. Like, how far do, back do I go? Because again, there's a period, like I said, I knew that Nikki, in my opinion, was the best rapper in the game. And I mm-hmm. remember that period. I remember living that and thinking, we've never seen rap like this. But then I remember that period of two years where like everything future dropped turned to gold, in my opinion. And it really was that long. But then I was like, but when did Cole take over? Because the whole reason I started my blog, which started the snowball effect, which led to this stupid podcast, <laughs> which you can find at Manchester International Festival, July 7th. That blog started because I was in Minneapolis International Airport, ready to fly to DC for my summer internship in 2019. And I had to write about the fact that J. Cole is the best rapper on the planet. I have all the evidence to prove it. So let me write about it 
so that niggas like Raheem, who will try and say that Kendrick is on the planet, even though this nigga hasn't dropped any music in time, don't have anything to argue. And to me, it was clear. But I was like, when did that happen? But so yeah, that was the timeline I ended up with. Then you're trying to argue with me, argue against me with facts. <laughs> the guy arguing nothing about emotion. <laughs> I was like, I argue with nothing but vibes. That was all I checked for me, bro. Like, you, you, you're out here talking about you're bringing me analytics. I'm like, that boy, nice. <laughs> you got that dog in him. You got that dog in him for real. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I 100% agree with all the names on your I list. I think I'd have, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a surprise at all. Um, I mean, the standout for me, you don't have Lil Wayne anywhere. After two, not in that period, no. Wayne would have mm. been before that, but not in that period, mm. no. Because the only time really for Wayne would have been post Carter Four, so you're mm-hmm. looking 2011, and Drake was just Drake, man. Like Drake was just Drake, and the albums. Because to me, it's always based off album. You have mm-hmm. to have an album. Like I've always said it. Like when I do best in the game. There's all in my head. It's like, do you have an album in the last 18 months? So if you right. were to ask me right now to who is the best rapper in the game, in my head, I would go, right. I would start with who's dropped albums in and around the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. And then I'd work backwards. So if you don't have an album that I think dominates in the last 18 months, you're never going to be top of my list. So that's why right. those five years where I said Kendrick is not in the top of my list, it's always because he hadn't dropped an album for me to rate you that highly. Mm-hmm. And Wayne... I'm not the biggest fan of the Carter Five, yeah, and I've subsequent albums that he has. So the only one he would have had would have been the Carter Four. Talent wise, there's not better rappers talent wise than Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. I go off album first, so that's why. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'd say um, in regards to Tyler being number one, well, best in the game now, it'll be tough. It's tough to argue anyone outside of Tyler, to be honest, because. Tyler's been since Eagle. Tyler's been not even since really Eagle. Since Eagle. Boy. It really, yeah, it really is. It really is since Cherry Bomb. Like, I mean, it's his whole career. Like, as we said before, like as as we said, like whenever that was, I'm like Tyler might be Mount Rushmore of this generation alongside mm. Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Like, he really is that level. But it really is like he's been he's been on one of the most ridiculous runs for me personally since 2017, mm. and it's just that I feel like. Cole was a Cole's a different level 2017, 18, 19, in my opinion. Mm. And then it probably would have been Tyler to take that. But then at the same time, Igor dropped is when I learned who Benny the Butcher was. And I've just never heard rap like that. Like to me, that peak that Benny had, like the level of rap that he was rapping, his storytelling, his schemes, his metaphors, the feel, the vibes of those songs mm. is just at a supreme level. There then wasn't until Tyler took us. Like, you remember when Call Me If You Get Lost came out? Like, the diatribe I went on about Wilshire alone as a mm-hmm. song. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you can find it on our podcast track. I don't remember what track it is, but it's called yeah. Call Me. Like, it's all the way yeah. back. I think it might be like 34 or something in that ballpark. Like, you can find it. I go on a diatribe about Wilshire because eight minutes of storytelling like that shouldn't sound that great. And then so many other songs. And then you add in all the feature runs that he's been on really since that, even before that point, but from that point to now, mm. Hall of Fame. See, 
is one of the because I think Call Me Get Lost as an album anyway was at the time it was an album I loved till this day is an album I love and think very very highly of him dropping the estate sale and Sorry Not Sorry being there and to me to me personally speaking I think that is far and away the best song that Tyler Gray mm. has ever created um, every I time I listen that. to it huh? I love what you did though what I do? Tyler Crate is ever created. <sighs> I'm so cold, I don't even catch what I'm doing. Wait, you never give myself one of the clues Hold on. Man, um, yeah, nah, it's sorry, not sorry, it's one of those songs where every time it comes on, I'm I genuinely can't I'm in shock that Tyler Crate was able to create it. Sorry, let me stop. Tyler Crayer was able to make <laughs> such a song. <laughs> Even though I know that Tyler Crayer is capable of pretty much anything at this point. You can't put anything yeah. past him at this point. But Sorry Not Sorry is genuinely is like a surprise to me every time I hear it. I'm like, man, this song has no business being like this elite. And it just is. It's more elite than what I'm saying it is now. It's hard for me to put how elite it is into words. Like that song alone makes it almost important. Like, everyone I'm thinking might be better than Tyler. Is like, but do they have a sorry, not sorry? They don't. They don't right now. And it's... That is really making it tough for me to debate a lot of people. I probably could if I tried hard enough, but... Man. Man. I don't think, I don't think in this period, I really don't think that's... Hanging for, I mean, for me, the closest is Vince, but that's because of how highly I rate his last two albums mm-hmm. on a personal level. Then I'd probably go push or west side next but then i just think about tyler's artistry and then it's the features on top of it like mm-hmm. you can go to whether it's um what's his feature with um nigo come on let's go with nigo on the feature on snow's album like yep. even going to that like you've got so much that i'm just like there's literally every time he steps on a song right now he mm-hmm. take, elevates it to the umpteenth level like that's it's thing. different. That's that's the level he's at. That's the thing. I'm thinking J. Cole has an argument right now. Um who else would they even be? It would really just be for me, J. Cole, Kendrick, which are the usuals. Still God would need to drop another album for me, but Stove God is in the conversation. But yeah, man, in terms of it's a tough one. It's tough to argue it. It's tough to argue. I I won't be the one to say that you're wrong. Not me. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a train of thought I had. I had to go back, and I was like, "Let me do this a little." And I didn't want to go further back. I could go, but that's just that is a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. I'm not going any further back. I said that's a problem. You went all the way to 2009, and you knew yeah. when the album. Wait, did you Google anything while you were doing this, or was this all mm. in? Yeah. This is while I was someone asked me, and then while I was cooking, I was like, "How far back do I go?" Because I I knew Nikki, I knew when I had Nikki, easy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, go from Nikki to then, who's where?" <laughs> oh man, fair, fair. I couldn't do that off the top of my head because even now, when I said Lil Wayne, that's just me thinking. Ah, when do I remember being in love with everything that Lil Wayne was dropping? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been too it would have been a long years. period. It would have been a it long period, man. Fam, there was a time. Been been too, I mean, it definitely 
I can tell you now, it definitely wasn't 2010 because he was in prison, but... Fair. See, I don't have the years like that. I don't. I don't, I don't have the years, remember? This is what happens when you're a historian, when you did history for yeah, A-levels. For real. For real. Just memorized. Shit this shit bounced off my head, man. For real. <laughs> All right, let's get to question of the week. Um, let's get to question of the week. So... I said it on last week's podcast, for those of you who are listening, you were capturing it. I think Raheem thought I was joking, but I was dead ass. I was dead serious. <laughs> um, I said it last week. So question of the week this week. So last, not week just gone, the week before that. I was just listening to Pharrell. I was listening to some Pharrell music or Pharrell feature music. And I was doing a little thought experiment in my head. I was like, Pharrell has too many hits. Like Pharrell is literally one of the greatest musical artists the world has ever seen. His genius literally knows no bounds musically. Other areas is hit and miss, but musically, his genius knows no bounds. And so I thought to myself, how do you do a top five of Pharrell songs? You can't, which is why I thought, let's get, let's, let's try and do it ourselves, because we like mm. hard tasks and challenges over here. Mm. And it's not just the top five of Pharrell songs, because Pharrell wears so many hats as a music artist. So as I set DC to see what I did that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm in my bag for real. So um, with that, like I said it on the podcast, so it wasn't just pick your five favorite. I was like, you can include songs from Pharrell where he is the lead artist, where he is a featured artist, where he is the producer, where it's NERD tunes, and where it's Neptune's songs. Five. Tough task. That's not easy. That's not easy. It's Tough not task. easy. Because each of those five categories could have five could songs. Could have five songs themselves. And those five mm. songs are better than your favorite artist's five songs. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Not not necessarily. Not my favorite artist, but some of you guys' favorite artists. Some of your favorite artists. Not my favorite artists. <laughs> because my favorite artists will be featured on some of those top five. Damn. My favorite artists are in some of these, man. Like, like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I could do a top five for our song with my favorite artist. For real. <laughs> And it would be a Pharrell's five best songs, but I didn't want to do that because <laughs> this isn't a Jay Z segment. <laughs> like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, because who, cause how many people you know have front end change clothes and excuse me, miss? man, man, huh. that's crazy. People that's really, crazy. it's a real argument of who, ha- like, you remember how verses started? These niggas weren't even arguing over who has the best beats, it was arguing <laughs> yeah. over who has the best Jay Z. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Because oh, how do you, man. Like, as Timberland, you should feel confident that that off your shoulder is Jay-Z, is the best. Like, no one can produce yep. a better Jay-Z beat than that off your shoulder. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. when Pharrell walks in and he drops, like, excuse me, miss, on the table. What do you do? What do you What's do? your comeback to that? What is your comeback to that? Yeah, I start you fighting. Saying? You yeah, have start to fighting. start swinging. Because even then... He will double down, you know, Pharrell. He's, he's, he's like so, he's spicy. So he will now double down and say, I just want to love you. What are you going to do? <laughs> nah, listen. <laughs> I'm like, you see what I'm saying? Because like, it gets ridiculous. It gets too ridiculous. Raheem, Pharrell mm-hmm. can step to, and this is what, it's about to be sacrilegious, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a snoop conversation, mm. Pharrell can enter that room with Dr. Dre confidently. No, he could. He might he could. lose, but he can enter. No, but he that should. Room. He could enter that room with confidence. Fam, we would look at that and say, "There's a world where Pharrell wins." There's like, a world where, depending on the audience, there's a world where Pharrell wins. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we keep music to just the music, he might lose. 
But if we start playing around with how we are sequencing this, and if you're playing the right song at the right moment and you're playing off momentum, Pharrell could walk out there the champion. Because if Pharrell plays beautiful at the right time, I don't know what Dr. Drake can come back with that will snatch the momentum back. That's long. what I'm saying. That's what long. I'm saying. It gets long. Anyway, mm. so that's to say, this this top five task for Pharrell was an impossible task, which is why I love doing that, because it's fun. <laughs> um, so I don't know how you've selected five. Um, I picked... I picked an assorted arrangement of five songs. I'll be mm-hmm. clear. I tried to I tried to touch on each um, area. So one where Pharrell's a lead, one with the Neptunes, one with NERD, one as a feature, um, and one as a producer. Um, so I've got that, and I've just got. I think I've got an, so an array of, from throughout his career, an array of different artists. Um, I didn't want multiple artists on the same list. Um, mm-hmm. But it's definitely not like my five favorites. I'll say that now. Fair. But it's just um, five greats. I'm similar. I'm similar. I didn't want to go for the ones that are too obvious, but at the same time, it's hard to not have some of the obvious ones there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some ones on my list that are like, yeah, of course that's there. Um, I tried to tap on a few of his different categories. Um, so I have some producer ones in here. Some that shocked me even. I have some um some NERD ones. Yeah, it'll be interesting to get into it. Yeah, right. let's get into it. All right, you go first. What's your first one? My first one, get lucky. Get Come lucky. On, Pharrell and Daft Punk. This was a moment. This was a real life moment where it was like on paper, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. At the time. At the time, especially in St. Paul's, there was a large group of people who swore by Daft Punk and everything they did. And those lar- that large group of people were not people who I necessarily associated with in St. Paul's. Um, so I had an like, image of Daft Punk at the time. Bearing in mind, at that time, the only other Daft Punk song I had heard was Stronger, but everything else I wasn't interested in. So I really didn't know about Daft Punk like that. Get Lucky was the song where I said, maybe my view on Daft Punk is completely, like, incorrect. Maybe I'm just hating on them for absolutely no given reason, and maybe that, that needs to change. I do, I do. I have um, I have my things that I have to work through. Will I work through them? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's a Gemini <laughs> Horizon for real. <laughs> but nah, what's it called? Get Lucky is one of those songs that Every single time I heard it, every time I hear it till this day, it's like, oh man, what do you mean? What did this is fantastic? I said, we come too far to hear who we are. I said, oh, oh man, God, yeah, get lucky on them. I like that one. So that was Pharrell as a feature, yeah. Yep. So my Pharrell as a feature, and we were just talking about the dude, Tyler the Creator. I fucking hate you. Mm. That mm. song, that song is masterful. And then when Pharrell just comes in towards the back end of it to surprise some vocals to uh 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 it's just it's 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 yeah, especially great, mm. especially made and Pharrell on there. I mean, I think he had some help producing that as well. I wouldn't be surprised, but I chose that one specifically for him as the feature because it's just pff, blows my mind every single Crazy. time. Crazy every single time. All right, cool. So this one, Pharrell's the lead artist. 
have Frontin. I have Frontin. Frontin is one of them. It is one of to. them. It would be you one of them. To. It has to be to. that. It is. I was going to have a is. list and not have Frontin on there. It didn't make sense. One of us had to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Because if I did it, it would be Jay-Z bias. But coming mm. from you, we can mm. know it's official now. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. What a song. What a what song. song. What a song. What a song. That's... I don't say... Listen, I don't like using the word perfection, but I also love using the word perfection. And that's musical mm-hmm. perfection. That's mm-hmm. music. How do you get it? How do you make that better? You don't. You don't. You leave it alone. That's how you make it better. Leave it's it a alone. great song. Leave it alone. It's a fantastic <laughs> song. You make it better by having as equally fantastic song and equally fantastic music video. Yeah, simple. So that was him as the lead. Mm. All right, man. So mine for Pharrell as the lead artist. Yep. Can I have it like that? Featuring Gwen Stefani. Mm, can I have it like that? You got it. Oh, like that. yeah, I forgot about that. So, wow. Wow. Have to. have to. That's what I'm saying. Und- let, me get, wow. let me get one of the underrepresented songs in this bit. <laughs> and I had to. Man, we don't talk about that song enough. Wow. Wow. Fair. Fair. That's a good one. And I like that. That's the. I'm, I'm not out. I'm going to ask a question. Let me not assume. Have you ever listened to that album in full? No. That's the intro song of that album. Say Swear, that's the intro. That's the first song. Can you imagine? Say like, Do you know how arrogant you have intro. to be to put that as your intro song? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what album is that on? In My Mind. That's a crazy song. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it yeah, could have been that. anything off Girl, but I needed some In My Mind representation on here. Fam, I'm so upset because I don't have girl representation in here. You didn't have Gust of Wind on here? Gust of Wind is my is my recommendation, not my recommendation, is my um honorable oh, mention. Sorry. Oh, honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's my honorable mention, man. I had to leave it out. Fair. But I'm gonna go to the producer route now. Are you ready for this one? Okay. I'm ready. I was shocked when I saw this, by the way. But when I saw it, I was like, wow, I have to play it there now, because this is a fun fact. And it's also mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, hit different by Sizzle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was shocked to see Pharrell was the one who produced it, but man, man, it just shows you how deep his bag is for real. Yeah, mm. I thought. You... I just wonder the second I the second I saw he produced it, it was actually kind of obvious because even when you think about the beat, the beat that's his uh, signature four time thing in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Mm. This, in fact, that's a great. I'm, I'm glad you did that mm-hmm. because we're 58 minutes into this recording, and those of you who are listening, none of you have thought to send us our scissor tickets yet. Crazy, crazy. And I mentioned that in minute one, I believe. In so very early fi- on, you've had 57 minutes and you still haven't done that. So insane. What's insane. up with that? Why do we always have to remind you of stuff? They're like for real. Interesting. Interest. Side eye. <laughs> all right my Pharrell is a producer i'm cheating i'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you i'm cheating i'm cheating mm. i had to get this i had to get this song on here um because i you said front of his musical profession i genuinely think this song is a masterpiece in profession so it's Pharrell's a producer but it's also the neptunes as a whole as producer and it's also Pharrell's a feature artist it's mr me too bad clips of mm. like, mm-hmm. genuinely like musical perfection mm. the way the beat drops Pharrell introing it with his verse and then when the clips as a pair come in and the shit that these men were talking 
at a luxury level, like mm-hmm. the level that they're at. Like it's so like as a as a hip hop fan, like I, I listen to I listen to rap and hip hop in a very specific way. And I always and I listen to a lot about what the artist says about what they're trying to get across to formulate the message. So like even Pusha T in his era now, where he's like Coke rap or Coke King or whatever, I've always said, and it's fitting that this comes the week that Daytona goes five. Daytona's called Daytona because it's his favorite watch and he was celebrating the luxury of time. It's mm. not it's not a Coke rap album. It's a luxury mm. rap album. That is the bag that Pusha T sees himself in presently. But for him to be doing that in 07 mm-hmm. over a Pharrell beat like this, when the whole concept of Mr. Me Too is you've got something to, you are flexing yourself because you're on a higher level. And then some yep. guy comes in next to you and is like, oh yeah, I got that too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had that as well. Oh, I got that this week. I was like, okay, Mr. Me Too, no one cares. But no one cares. And mm. then the braggadocious way that him and No Malice rap over this beat after Pharrell's already set it up with an amazing introverse in. Yep. It's just the levels of shit where just like, we took years off and y'all niggas, we thought you would take the game further. Mm. What the fuck have y'all been doing all this time? Like we let you have, we didn't drop nothing. We let you have this space. And then it's not lost on me again. I listened to um, It's Almost Dry as well this past week. Mm-hmm. And it's still that then, I'm just like, bro, it's not lost on me then that Malice starts off his verse on um, I Pray For You with Tell Me What I Missed. Yep. Like, what did I miss? Like, all, yep. the, all you rap guys, you're just strengthening my myth. Yep. They were mm-hmm. talking that exact same shit mm. over Pharrell Beats yep. in 07. Yep. Oh my God. The consistency. It's real. It's real. I just, I, that is the way I view music. And Mr. Me Too is just, it's musical perfection on so many levels. Mm. So many levels. Mm. So, oh, Mr. Me Too. Fair. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Are you ready for my NERD one? I am. I'm excited because NERD one was tough because I wanted, I wanted to get something that I didn't think people would expect for my NERD one. So I was tempted can't. to go that same route. But I was like, mm, here different is enough for me. Let me go with my real favorite. She wants to move. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let's just keep her being here. Mm-hmm. I've never heard drums like that until I heard she wants to move. But I said, hey, <laughs> yo, how effective a well-placed hey is in the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if you play that hey right, it transforms the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's like a second time. This is why I love this podcast, man. You should clip this. <laughs> This is why I love this podcast. You see the analysis I just did on those three albums, those three songs, and how a song from 2022 connects to something a rapper was saying in 07. And Raheem's analysis, which is just as poignant, just as correct, is a well-placed hey can transform your whole song. That's why I love this podcast. Every time I sit there, I think, why the fuck do we do this podcast? Something like that happens. I'm like, bro. Um, one hey, one well-placed hey, all of a sudden we're going from, yeah, that was a nice song back in the day to, this is a timeless classic and will never change. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she wants to move. Crazy song. That was my personal, if I remember correctly, I think that was the first NERD song I had heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, at the time, it was very confusing to me because I knew Pharrell. 
but the music video kept on saying NERD. I was like, who is the NERD? And I kept on seeing Pharrell there. I was like, no, that's Pharrell. That's not NERD. And it was very confusing to me for a long time, longer than it should have been confusing to me. But one thing I knew for a fact was that this song was one of them. And it's been one of them since the very first time I heard it. It only gets better with every listen. And this is me talking, I don't know how many years. You you might know the years since, but it's been a hit for all those, every, every single minute since it's been released. That is big facts. You said something when you started, which I think, like, you said it in person, but I really think it is the definition of NERD, where you said, I've never heard drums like that. Because I could point to, like, 15 different NERD songs that will make you say that. And since yeah. you've got your NERD song out of the way, I'm going to play around with the NERD board for a bit and give some mm-hmm. wonderful mentions. Because it could have been Lemon. It could have been, oh, it could have been Lemon. Easily could have been Lemon. I mean, it could have been Lemon. It could have been Lap Dance. Oh, my it God. It could have been Lap Dance because you haven't heard drums like that ever. <laughs> ever. No, I mean, ever in your ever. life. It could have been God Bless Us All. Oh, like, my God. Oh it my could god! Be, like, there's a million and one. I mean, there's really not, but the, in, there's a million and one NERD songs you could pick, mm-hmm. and that I could have picked. And like I said, I didn't want to pick one of my obvious ones. It would have been one of those that I've just mentioned. So I want to pick something which I think is just a crazy, crazy song, which we probably don't talk about, which doesn't get enough recognition. Enough. First of all, nobody ever really dies as an album. I don't think gets enough recognition. That is a phenomenal mm-hmm. body of work, like mm-hmm. top to bottom. And yep. it keeps getting better year in, year out. Yep. So the song I picked off it was Voila with Gucci Man. Okay. I love okay. that song, especially at that time with Gucci coming out of prison and you've got like post-prison Gucci and like the Gucci clone era. And he was just <laughs> rapping like crazy. They think I'm a magician and the beat is going and it's voila, voila. Mm. They think I know magic. And then mm. the way the beat slows down and switches at the end. Crazy. No, crazy. Crazy. The way that song is constructed, the way, like, bro, there's an Ed Sheeran feature on that album. To close out that album. Fam. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, how do you have a Rihanna feature to start and an Ed Sheeran feature to close? Do you know what I mean? And there's a Kendrick feature mixed in there. And the Andre ridiculous. 2000 feature. You could pick that album, like, is ridiculous. And Broken. Voila is one of those, like, under underlying songs that I think is just constructed in scientific science lab like fam. ridiculous it feels like the subject matter of the song fam. like it feels like magic the yeah. whole thing it has a very just magical feeling about it. I don't know how to explain it it's just like oh voila is like I don't think it could be called anything else no no it's a great song that's a great pick appreciate it that's a great pick what song are we on five one five one five last one I my last song, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I had to have a song where Pharrell works with Snoop Dogg. I had to have one on the list. I had to. It was gonna be this or dropping it like it's hot. I love dropping it like it's hot, but I love beautiful even more. Um, both of them take me to my childhood. To be honest, it was a tough one. It was a tough one between the two, but man, man. I don't think I could personally tell the story of my fanhood of Pharrell without talking about Beautiful, man, because that was a real moment where I realised that, oh, this person on the TV screen, on MTV Bass, makes really... Every time I see him on a music video, the song is way better than 
I thought the song could like it sounded at the beginning. It's just amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Beautiful is one of them, and then everyone should know Beautiful is one of them. I'm pretty sure it's been an intro in one of our episodes. It has all the way back. I'm mm. shocked and stunned that there's no Goldham Sugar representation on your list. <sighs> there could have been, but there's a representation there. Nah, it's a tough one, man. You asked me to name five, but I gave you five. There had to be Justin Timberlake representation on here. There had to be. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Which is why I made sure that that was. Mm. But I didn't do it in the way that you think. Okay, how'd you do it? Because some of you are thinking, oh, so Senorita. <clears throat> so some of you are thinking, oh, so then... Like I love you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So some of you thinking, oh, rock your body. <clears throat> oh my god, rock your body was one of them. Though <laughs> we're taking it all the way back, Raheem. Okay, because it's Pharrell. Well, it's uh-huh. the Neptunes. Okay, producing mm-hmm. a song with mm-hmm. Nelly, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. features on a song with mm-hmm. In Sync. Oh my god, called Girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the Neptunes mix. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, if we're talking about hits, hits, you want to talk about hits? Oh my god! You want to talk about the biggest in the world collabing? In sync, Nelly, Neptunes. Yo, what a time to be alive! Not fair. It's not fair. It's actually not fair. What <laughs> the people who used to collab together and then people had the nerve to complain about KD and Steph. <laughs> Look at the era that they were living in. <laughs> Look what they grew up on. <laughs> All they saw was collaborative work. <laughs> yeah. They said, you're the best and I'm the best. So let's work together and let's just be together. the best. Let's be the best together. And that's what oh they did. Oh, my God. Huh. And that is one of those. That, oh, man. Flipping out. Flipping out. That's it's one of those. In the middle of that... the night, is he going to stand by your side? Oh, my God. With the, you don't with know because things back? aren't clear. <laughs> No, Paul, you're... No, 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 no. You just did a massive disservice. It isn't you don't know because things aren't clear. It's you don't know because things are clear. <laughs> yeah. and then here, comes, then here comes Nelly talking about could be my fiancé, cute as Beyonce. I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. No, that's one of them. That song is one of them. I don't care who you are. That song goes off for everyone. I said, ever since I saw your face, nothing in my life has been the same. I walk around this empty place because without mm. you, my world would end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Searched around this whole damn place and everything is telling me that you were meant to be my girlfriend. Man. Man. That's how I'm proposing. That's how I'm proposing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 that's how I'm proposing. Dead ass. <laughs> Fam, do you does. ever like this completely separate note by the way? <laughs> but do you ever like think to yourself what words you're gonna use when like that time comes when you do your proposal or your vows or something? Because I think whatever you say at this point, it's been used before. See, not not the way I'm gonna do it. Mm. Not the way I'm gonna do it. And it's not a separate mm. point. It fits perfectly mm. into the context of this podcast, bro. Because I'm not getting out on one, I'm not getting out on one knee, you know, for for what reason? Why would I do that? You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. scuff my shoes. Mm. Mm. So I'm gonna hand you the ring. And you'll look at it, and mm-hmm. you'll look back at me. I'll just stare at you. I'll say, don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you'll do that all you want. You see what I'm saying? She will do that what she wants. <laughs> if she's gang, she'll know to respond. She'll take a beat, and she'll know to respond. 
Don't play with it. Yo. And we're together. If she doesn't, then that's fine. You're not. We're not meant to be. It's okay. I'm gonna take my ring back because I paid a lot of money for that. And, I, and if I return it, I can probably get my Klarna back finance. So we good. <laughs> oh, you gotta hand her the ring and just start quoting all the lyrics from Gang. From that's what gang, I'm saying. gang. <laughs> like, <Okay>. Yo, <laughs> what? The fuck is we is we do <laughs> that's really no to be like we're we're stumbling onto something. I don't like when we do this because now we have to take 25 minutes out of the podcast to really talk about this. Because like you have to be compatible with my like love language, which is hip hop bars. You see what I'm saying? So like that's what I'm saying. Listen, we've already discussed it, you and I. I've told mm-hmm. you. I'm mm. performing Dipset at my wedding. Are you helping? Are you helping or not? I've asked you that. You I, I've asked you that question. Like, I've asked you that question before. Yes or yes? Do you see what I'm saying? Now the question is my other half. When mm. I'm doing, I really mean it. Will yep. you do the I really mean it for me while I rap? Do you see what I'm saying? Are you really yeah. down with me like that? Let's ask the serious questions. Because yeah. when I'm up there, I'm like, y'all niggas seen it. I dreamed it, body cold, I wore hard anemic. I need my beat to come in and be like, I really mean it. Yeah. You see the play? I see the play, I see the play. That, it'll be beautiful. When I'm performing Haymar, Man. I, mean, it's, I can't do both. You know Man. I, mean? I, need you to the, I need you to do the hook for me. Yeah, so I can catch my breath through in those verses. Because yeah. it takes a lot out of me to say, and don't touch nothing, sit in the car. <laughs> Bro. Let's discuss something. Either we love it or I see you tomorrow. Man. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and do my timeline further. Because I need to track that point where Jewels was the best rapper in the game. Because <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> I said I'm 18 and live a crazy life. Oh, gosh. Yo. <laughs> Yo, that's such a crazy moment. All these teenagers that were just rapping for their lives. Oh, my goodness. Flipping, look, we can't stay here. We can't stay here. We're already one hour 14 minutes in. This crazy, yo. Before we get to album of the week, we reviewed Kate Tremine last week. I think we both left saying that it was a pretty damn good album. Has your ranking changed? No, stayed right there. Still pretty damn good. I'm still enjoying mm. it. Still, still vibing with it. It's a good, like I said, it would be the sound of the summer, but it is a scaring the hose away summer, so it will be the secondary. Sound of the summer, maybe in tertiary, but it's in there. Is is one of the vibes of the summer. It's a really good album. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with pretty damn good as well, man. It is is one of those songs that sound better in the sun. Um, every time I've been outside and I've listened to it, it sounded way better than when I was in my room at nighttime listening to it. So I think it's gonna be a song that just carries on going and carries on getting better as the year goes on. Um, so yeah, pretty damn good. That being said, is it time? Yeah, proposing to your wife by, by reciting the words of don't play with it is crazy. <laughs> but that's love. <laughs> that's love, yeah. though. I, like, I just want a rough net. Imagine she... She proposes to you. If she says the lyrics back... That's what like, I mean. That's, that's the one. You found that's the one. That's the one. So happy for you. you have found the one. <laughs> No one else in the world for you, but yeah. her. <laughs> that's your that's now. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. Realistically, what has to happen, and we will get to album of the week, but it's mm-hmm. just come to my head. Realistically, you have to sit her down, 
right? Mm-hmm. And you stand there and perform the entirety of Biggie's verse on Fuck Bitches Get Money. Yep. <laughs> then you sit down mm-hmm. and she then needs to proceed to do the entirety of Lil' Kim's verse. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know that's the one. That's the one though. You can't even say a word. You don't have to <laughs> you have to do all in silence. And if you don't do it, Damn. Damn. <laughs> I thought you was real. <laughs> I thought you was real. You ain't die like that? <laughs> Yo, look at us, man. Look at us finding the answers. All these podcasts That's what I've been saying. trying to find the answers to all this stuff. Mm-mm. It's right there in front of you, man. <laughs> Just can she perform? Can mm. she perform Drake's part of Moment for Life so I can do my Nikki part? Yo. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> can you do the Drake part? Because I'll be in there, clap for the heavyweight champ. Me. <laughs> Me. But I couldn't do it all alone. We. We. Yeah, I'm with the week. <laughs> I thought it'd be different. An album by Rory of the Rory and Mole podcast, formerly of um, the Jog Burden podcast, but we won't get into all of that drama. It came out just this past weekend as well, recorded May 26th, 2023. It is 13 songs. 40 minutes and four seconds long. Do you mind if I round that down to 40 minutes, good sir? You can round that down to 40 minutes. Cool, so it's an even 40 minutes. Um, This is an album that I think we've been tracking the progression of on this podcast for a while, since the lead, the first single, um, I Want You But You'll Never Know, came out. What was that? Was that the start of this year, end of last year? I don't remember. That was middle of last year, if I remember. It was correctly. middle of last year, yeah, it yeah. was. It was a while back, and I mean... Rory, and this is a probably a note to any artist out there who may hear this. If you ever want us to be a fan of your song, I mean, I think you found the play because I there's nothing Alex Isley does that I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. And Raheem has been on mentioned on this podcast of how much he's loved pretty much all of what Dran's done in the past two, three years, music wise. So if you want the blueprint of how to make us fans of your song, put those two on a song together. And Crazy. It, you, you've probably got it there, right there. Um, so we've probably been tracking the, the growth of this album really since that drops last year and the different singles have dropped along the way with Don't Go, um, with Pink Sweats and Sinead Harnett. And then Raheem obviously mentioning last week as his recommendation and spending some time talking about My Phone Can Die with Ari Lennox and James Fontenroy coming out. Um, and obviously Rory is someone who we were both fans previously of the Joe Bonham podcast when he was on there and he was a big part of that. And he would mention at times that he, would, he was making an album and it, obviously it felt like something he was just saying in jest and in jokes. And we know the work that he's done with Emotional Oranges, um, who we celebrate on this podcast as well, and multiple times. Um, but he really dropped an album. It really came out. It's really here. And obviously with the way that we've been talking about this project or the songs that have come from this project, it only made sense that we brought it to, to the Black Table Talk here, the two <laughs> sub-Nigerians. Obviously, with it just coming out yesterday as we're recording this, this won't be our typical review. Um, it'll definitely be a first reaction. So similar to Kate Tremine, um, we will come back in here next week, next pod, and see how, you know, give a more deeper dive conversation and see if the, whatever review or reaction that we give it today, um, if it feels the same way. Um, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this type of thing, music conversations and music discussions and album reviews, you can find us, the Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, we will be there. Whilst you're there, you can catch up, to, you can keep up to date with us on all of our platforms. On Twitter, we are at 2SNigerians. On Instagram and TikTok, you can find us at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians. And on YouTube, as you are here, we are Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast. 
Um, whilst you're here, we really appreciate it. If you like the video, subscribe and ring that bell to stay up to date for notifications on, on all of our content and all of our videos to come on the page. But let's get into it. Because I'm really excited for this one. Rory, I thought it'd be different. How many lessons have you been able to give this album so far? I've listened to it three times. Perfect. Exact same. Listen to it mm. once in the gym. Mm-hmm. Once for my shower after the gym when I came home. Mm-hmm. And then another time before I was getting ready to go out last night. Yeah, fair. Fair. And I think I... Yeah, it was one. It was one of those things. I was listening to it, and I was meant to be charging my phone, but I thought my phone can die. My phone can die. Like, yeah, look what Harry Lennox has. Harry Lennox has Harry Lennox has niggas letting their phones die. <laughs> as a man, why is your phone out of battery for it? It's crazy. It's crazy. You're not charging That's your phone so, as you sleep. Like, not to not to get into it, but as Jay Z said, there's some things that are just female traits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should not be on your phone enough for it to die. Die like, as in twenty twenty three. In twenty twenty three, it doesn't make sense. When, when Spider Man two is showing gameplay footage, you should be on your <laughs> PS five, my king. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, man. Yeah, I got three listens in yesterday. Uh, one listen while sat in traffic. One listen on my way back home. And then one listen this morning because I was like, "Yeah, it's wake up vibes, wake up vibes." Let me have a quick listen before we go review this album. Um, so, what were your initial thoughts? I was really pleased. Mm. Let me say that I was, I was really pleased. I I don't watch the Rory and More podcast too tough nowadays because I don't really watch podcasts for real um, or listen to podcasts for real. Other than the Two Stop Nigerians podcast, which is one of the best podcasts out there. Um, so yeah, I don't really listen to podcasts that much, but I've always been a fan of Rory. Not just who, who he is on both those podcasts that I have been a fan of at previous times. The work he's done, obviously, in the industry with Lollapalooza previous Lollapalooza. Um, the Palooza <laughs> events that they did previously, Emotional Oranges work. Even the interviews and when he talks to artists, you can see the respect that a lot of artists have for him. Um, so I've always been a fan of that. Um, so I was I was excited for this. And I saw the little press run that he was going on with the project and and um, some of the conversations he was having and describing it. I was actually just before we started recording this, I was just looking at one of the things he posted on his Instagram about why the album's called I Thought It'd Be Different. He was talking about, you know, he left he's just left his 20s now and everything he thought everything he built up for in his 20s was essentially gone like mm-hmm. loser is gone and he lost yep. friends through that the podcast which he helped build regardless of what joe Biden wants to say podcast he helped build to be the biggest music podcast on the planet that isn't named the two star nigerians but dropping number blue bomb for the two podcast he helped build being gone and the relationships that you lose from that different relationships that he'd gone in and out of so he spent 10 years making his career one thing for him now to be in his 30s and it's like fuck it's different like I thought this it would look different which I thought was a really inspired album name choice Um, Mm -hmm. and then it was just about listening to the music now, it was very weird experience, to be honest with okay. you, because it's like, 
when I'm listening to this and the way I listen to albums and the way we listen to albums for this podcast for reviews, you're trying to pick up on themes and concepts and different things like that. I'm going to be real with you, bro. That's not how mm-hmm. I listen to this album this time. Okay. I listen to this album by saying, look, yeah, you've already given me three smashes mm-hmm. that I love mm-hmm. to my core as songs. You give me three more. You have 13 songs on this bitch. You give me three more. I am mm. cozy. I'm already yep. I'm already impressed by what you've done here. <laughs> already. Mm. If you give me mm. three more, I will be celebrating this to the high heavens. So I really yeah. wasn't, I was just like, can you give me three more in and around the same caliber of I want you, but you'll never know. That's yeah. what I was looking at. Fair, fair, fair. All right, so I won't ask you quite yet if you met your expectations. Um, for me, when I listened to it, I was pleased also. I was pleased listening to it. Um, for me, when I turned on this album, it reminded me of um, the first time I listened to a full DJ Khaled album. Um, and I mean, like, the first time, the very first time. So not his earliest album that I've ever listened to. I mean, the first time I sat down and said, hey, I want to listen to a DJ Khaled album. For me, personally speaking, that was Major Key. I then went back and listened to the older ones for you guys and said, oh, you only started listening to Major Key? Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry to offend you. Um, but no, no that apolo- was first... Apolo- apology accepted, because I was very... <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was my very first um, time listening to a DJ Khaled album. And a lot of the excitement for me was, oh, who's coming on next? Who's about to hop on this song? Wow, I didn't expect this person to be on this album when I first pressed play. And I got that yesterday. It was the first time where I was driving in a place where I really don't know the roads too tough. I'm in traffic, so the wrong turn could really delay me by 20, 30 minutes. But, you know, it's very important right now that I switch off this GPS because I need to know who's singing on this. What voice am I hearing here? It's imperative that I figure out who's, what whose voice this is right now. Um, and that was like, it was something that, I can't say I expected um, in my listening experience of this album, but it did add another layer of enjoyment to the album. Now, the main source of enjoyment for me was the music. Was the music. And I'll now refer back to you. Did he meet your expectations of giving you three more? He did. He did. Oof. Absolutely. There are three more slappers. Mm, mm. What songs? Surrender. Okay. Sobering thoughts from the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And King. Those Fair. were three. Other songs are really good too, but those mm-hmm. were three where I was just like, yo. Mm-hmm. Yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was crazy, Paul. Like listening to this album, turning it on, hearing surrender, surrender, which by the way. So happy because I don't say I was concerned, but all the lead singles that he released, not having emotional oranges on there, in my head I was like, there's a world where maybe he's distancing this project from emotional oranges so that there's a clear separation between emotional oranges work and the Rory album. And I was a bit not concerned because the album would have been great regardless, but I was 
in my head, I was like, ah, but Emotional Oranges would just sound good anyway because they make good music. That shouldn't be a reason to keep them off a project. So I was very happy to hear them on the intro. Very Same happy. Time out. Let's take mm-hmm. a time out there real quick because you beat me to the punch. So I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna interject if I can here. Go on. So Instagram have been doing this weird thing, yeah, where they with my ads that they give me, mm-hmm. they've been giving me a lot of artists who are on tour to say, hey, check out this tour. Mm-hmm. So this past week, pretty much every day, I've been getting an emotional oranges ad. Right. And it's doubly annoying because a song that's played in the ad is Bounce. Right. Listeners at home. It's a phenomenal piece of work. It's great work. <laughs> and me, when I hear it, and you show me Emotional Oranges tour, swipe up for tickets, in my head, I go, yo, I need to hear Bounce in that setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hear bounce out. I hear bounce in my house, but niggas, yeah. we're in, niggas in the UK ain't up on emotional oranges the way they need to be. So I don't go out of my house and I get to hear bounce in the right setting. So mm. let me find out when is the closest next place I can go to see emotional oranges so I can hear bounce amongst other songs in the right setting. Right. So I swipe up, Raheem. Mm-hmm. These niggas ain't coming to the UK. Damn. 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 This is the issue with the UK, man. Like, because when the, when people in the UK sleep on an artist, it's not like... It, it hurts all of us. Fam, di- that's what I'm saying, man. Like, people in the UK... Because I get it, like, you, there's no way everyone could be up on everyone. Huh. Man. All that to say it was brilliant to hear Emotional Oranges on this project. It was so nice. It was so nice. Like, I love never it. never not good to hear Emotional Oranges, for real, for real. They're so good. They're so good at what they do. That being said, everyone on this album was amazing. I think there's anyone on this album that disappointed. Let's take them through the features, because you're right. It was a DJ Khaled, DJ Drama-esque type vibe, where Rory is the conductor and the orchestrator of the music and the sound. And then you have all these different artists who are the conduit through which he gets the message across. Look at me throwing in the work on. Drop one of Clues Bonds for me using the work on. No. I'm educating the people. <laughs> but it's an all star, is an all star cast of features. So you have Emotional Oranges and they, Rahim and Chantal May, Conway the Machine. Pablo Brown, Kirby, C.S. Armstrong, Ari Lennox, J- James Fontleroy, Division, Drum, Alex Isley, Fonte, Be My Fiasco, Gold Link, or the fuck Gold Link, um, Jay Electronica, Reggie, Pink Sweats, Sinead Hanna, um, is that Chid, Child, Ayana, and Reason. Reason closing out your album will never be a bad idea. Like, I don't know that I've heard it too many times that mm-hmm. he's closed out someone else's album other than his own. But mm. now that I've heard it, reason closing out your album is never not a good idea. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, because this was a moment. This was definitely a moment. Um, sobering thoughts from the Mandarin. Paul, I was driving along. I was driving along. And at this point, I'm already thinking in my head, this is a really good album. The beat for Sobering Thoughts came on and I said, whoa, whoa, I don't know who you're going to get to form over this, 
but this is too good a beat already. Already, mm-hmm. this is too good a beat for whoever's about to hop on this not to go crazy. I can't imagine who you're going to get on. And then I heard Reason's voice. I said, is that Reason? I checked. It was Reason. I said, oh my God. Oh my God, this is about to go crazy. And yep, Reason. Listen, Reason, I'm waiting for that next album. It's time. It's time. I'm really ready for that next album because everything Reason has done, Reason hasn't given me a bad project. Reason hasn't given me a bad song. And till date, as of yesterday, he's yet to give me a bad feature. So I'm ready for whatever now, man. I'm ready for the album, especially. But man, yesterday, what that this song, Sobering Thoughts from of the Mandarin, oh crazy, crazy song. Absolutely. you know, typically when we do these first reactions, we don't delve do, too deep into too deep into like song writing and lyricism. But I have to give reason some props for one of the things he's one of the schemes he dropped on there. He said, put it all in the music to heal my pain. I relate to Tom Brady. Lost my family to the game. Mm. 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 He's so good. He had another bar, and I'm just looking for it to get the right, to get it right precisely. He had mm. a bar where he said, um, was something along the lines of, I beat the odds, won the championship from the eighth seed. Mm. Now that's never mm. happened in basketball history before, but we're in a position where it could be happening it for could. the first time. Like, do you see, like, bro, like the stars are just aligning. I was like, what? <laughs> I had a mid set. I was like, huh? <laughs> it was different. Reason was in his bag bag. This was yep. a phenomenal outro. And mm. so, so different. Like it is an R and if you were to sum this up, it's an R and B album. Yes. Yeah. No, that would have to be put in R and B. It's a, it's an R and B album. Mm. But there's small small interjections of like rap, a high quality. One of them you find with reason on sobering thoughts from the Mandarin, like as the outro, which is brilliant. Another mm-hmm. one you find in Enough with Jay Electronica. And yep. that was one of the songs that came out before this album dropped. And boy, oh boy, what a, so- like, what a song. Flipping Reggie's on there as well. And if you don't know about yep. Reggie, I've shouted him out on this podcast before. You should mm-hmm. go listen to Reggie. Um, but Jay Electronica rapping like that, like um, that. See how things goes with Conway the Machine. And that's exactly where I was going next. Like Conway, over that instrumental, I was like, this, this... Because I knew the Conway song was the third song. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was on the third song. I was like, Conway's not rapping on this. <laughs> and then Conway Damn. rapped on it. He rapped on it and he sounded amazing. 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 Yeah. yeah. The artist shined. Every artist shines, man. Every single artist shined on this album. And... Fam, how Conway sounded on um, See How The Thing Go, See How This Thing Goes, I was shocked. I was shocked, to be honest. It was one of those where I didn't know who was going to be on the song. I let the song ride out, and it was sounded sweet from the very jump. And then hearing Conway, it was just like, what can't he do at this point? What can't he do? I'm, I'm starting to realise that my favourite Conway the Machine is Conway in... In spaces that he's not typically in. Um, and when I say that, like I go back to Donda, hearing Conway on Donda, that was unbelievable to me. 
but that's not a beat that we typically hear Conway on. Um, this latest album from Conway sounds very different to almost every album that I've heard from Conway. And it sounds to me is like one of my favorite Conway albums. Um, won't he do it? One of my favorite Conway albums to date, um, just based off how it sounds and how he raps over all the different beats. And now here, where's like Conway rapping on R and B beats? This is crazy. It's it's crazy. Like Conway has range that I think is completely understated. I don't think it's understated at all. Like I think you're, ta- I think you're realizing what is really the magic of Conway is that he is very easily one of the most versatile rappers in the game, to be honest with you. I think if you, like, I think if you look, like, if you were to sit on our Twitter feed, to start Nigerian's Twitter feed for a week, bro, and just look at, like, the discourse that will come through there about Conway from the random accounts that, like, we follow or that just pop up on our page, like, that gets celebrated about him. He is, he's displayed it throughout his whole career, even pre prior to the point that we became fans of him. So if you were to go back and listen to like some of the albums from even before he got shot, right? Mm. Like if you listen to some of that work, it's it's always been versatile. Like he's always had that versatility to go into these different spaces really easy, um, really frequently. And it just depends on, obviously, like you just said, that's your preference for him. My preference for him is completely different, but I do mm. appreciate how great he is when he steps into those spaces. And I think, and it's one of the things that like, even when we were talking in our in the full episode in previously on this episode, um, I was on about rappers who could take who could be the best in the game right now, if not Tyler the creator. Like for me, I'm not the biggest fan of Won't You Do It as an album. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. Won't You Do It wasn't there, and the last Conway album I have in my head was God Don't Make Mistakes, Conway is my number two, and it's a close ass number two because. To me, God Don't Make Mistakes is, is the best Conway album I've heard. It's top three Griselda album for me. Fair. But I Fair. also am just as comfortable hearing him, like you mentioned on Donda, on this right now, where it's just like, even if you go back to the Free Nationals tape and the Ribbings mm. with him, mm-hmm. him and Westside to close that out, like he can, do, he's been doing this, you know what I'm mm. saying? In every back, whatever you put him on. He shines, you know, so he is just one of the best. He is one of the best rappers skill-wise. He's a machine. He is just a machine. Like, that's, his name is apt in that sense, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but it was brilliant to hear him. And some of the other, I mean, obviously, it's a feature every album. Like, Rory's not a singer, nor is yeah. he a rapper. I'm going to assume, I may be wrong, that he didn't mm-hmm. write this either. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to assume he didn't write it, and I'm also going to make the assumption it could be an incorrect assumption that he didn't produce a lot of this as well. I mean, he's got the list of producers here. I'm not going to run through it because a whole lot of them. Obviously, he's credited mm-hmm. as a producer. He would have done work on the production side of a lot of these songs yeah. too. He would have helped her out. He would have been in those studios because he's a curator. He is a producer mm-hmm. in that sense. I'm not too sure that he was producing in terms of the one making the melodies and making the beats. So he might have been. I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo Rory's pen. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think when I look through these features... I look through them. I'm just thinking about some people who stand out. I do have to, to be fair, we've done a really big disservice, or at least I have when I said three standout moments. Gold Link can rap. (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were going to get into it. (laughs) No, I was was always going to give him his flowers. I'm still going to show him because fuck Gold Link, piece of shit. (laughs) But Gold Link can rap. 
And that that was a really good interview. It was frustrating because I don't like Goldlink. Um, so when I heard it was his interlude, when I saw he had a whole interlude, mm-hmm. then I was listening. I was like, yeah, who's this rapping? And I had checked and then we were on Goldlink interlude. I was like, for fuck's sake. But but there good. was a hot second there where I thought it was Kendrick. Really? A hot second. He sounded a lot like Kendrick to me for at least a good 10 seconds of the song. I was like, what? Rory has Rory got Kendrick on this? And I was like, oh, it's Goldlink. Oh, that's crazy. And now I could clearly hear it was Gold Link once I knew it was Gold Link. But before that, it did sound an awful lot like Kendrick to me. But yeah, he was really good. Mm, he was really, really good. It's because he's a dickie, though. That's why. <laughs> Fam, it would be wrong of me. It would be wrong of me in every sense of the word to not shout out first C.S. Armstrong. Because, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, why are you that good to say, why are, you, why are your vocals that, that crisp? My goodness, C.S. Armstrong started off King crazy, and then Kirby, I have, listen, Kirby might be the champion of this whole album for me, might be the champion of this whole album, on an album where you have drama, as you mentioned, who have been... A massive fan of over the last couple of years. Um, Come with the machine. All the names that we've mentioned today, Kirby might be coming out as the person who stood out the most to me because, first of all, I didn't really, I don't, I didn't know Kirby before this album personally. I don't know if you did. Did you know Kirby? Did I know Kirby? Yeah. Before this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirby yeah. that I recommended <laughs> last week. <laughs> My bad. (laughs) And I said said specifically, has an EP called Swarm from earlier this year, and you should listen to it, even just to listen to the Childish Gambino feature that closes it out. Do you know, I think, what the issue was? When you said, when you mentioned it, I was picturing you recommending a guy all of last week. I didn't know Kirby was a woman at all. So that voice just caught me all the way off guard, but her voice, oh my goodness gracious. It is phenomenal. It is yeah. phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. She, as I said, might be the champion of this whole album for me. Man. Might be the massive, the biggest standout for this whole album. King was such a good song. Such a good song. Yeah. No, she was phenomenal. And it's great. Again, like I only did I know about her. I only found out about her two weeks ago. So it's not like I can say I've been up on her for years. And it was a really good way for me to continue my journey through her as a fan. And like it was, I was literally like, because I heard it, I was like, this is a voice I recognize. And I saw it was, I was like, oh shit, Kirby, that I was just listening to. So there's even more now that I want to go back and listen to through her like work, which is dope. Like I said, King was one of them. King was one mm. of them when I heard it. I was like, this is the tier that I was looking for. The mm. song, which is just like, yes, this is this is that level. Um, and so I was really happy with that. I, honestly, like I, I don't really know what more we could say we literally just get to a point where just ranking features and i really don't want to do that but Mm. like this is just a really good project and Mm. i was really pleased on like multiple levels like multiple levels like i mentioned like on a i don't know rory like you know i'm saying i don't know him as a person but i was like i said i was a fan of the content that he created for many many years and even when i still see clips of the rory and more like i'm a fan of what i see i just don't Mm. listen to podcasts for real so Mm. i'm like i'm a fan of him as a concert career. So to see him step into this realm and to drop an eye album 
you see what I'm saying? Like mm. now it's doubly like now when I come and tell people I got an album coming, they can't tell me Pim. They can't <laughs> tell me Pim because the precedent's <laughs> been set. Time podcaster to rapper in a day, you know what I'm saying? So mm. this is a really good body of work, and everyone, everyone came to play. Like there wasn't mm. a drop off in a feature. There wasn't a song where I was like, I'm bored. I don't want to hear this. Can we get to the next one? There wasn't, and I think the biggest testament I can say is, and we'll get into songs. I'm just, I'm just gonna get out of here in front of you. My favorite song off this project is "I Want You, But You'll Never Know." Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was my favorite song going into it. It was my favorite song coming out of it. It's damn near halfway through, close enough halfway through the album. There was never a point where I was like, "Can we get to? Can we just get to? I want you, and you'll never know." And there was yeah. never a point when I now heard "I Want You, and You'll Never Know" on the album where I thought. Okay, can this album just finish so I can go back and listen to I Want You, You'll Never Know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest testaments I can give because I want you and you'll never know. Like I said last year when it came out, like we said at the end of year review, when it was it was definitely nominated for one of the songs of the year, I think. Um, and like we said at the start of this segment, is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Yep. yep. Vocally, and then vocally, and then the message of it, we've been mm-hmm. there. I've been mm-hmm. there. I'm there mm-hmm. with a thing right now. Fam, I'm there every day of my life. Like, right now. I'm there with my work wife. Fam, every day that I can't let Rihanna know that I love her is a day where this song rings true. It rings true. <laughs> it rings true. I want you, but you'll never know. Man, how would you? And I want you more than you know. Fam. <laughs> the thing is, because you can't know that I love you unless I let you, unless I tell yeah, you unless I, tell I love you. you, and I'm not and going I'm, to. I'm not going to tell you. It's just like, you'll never know. Why am I not going to tell, you? Am I not gonna tell hmm? you? Gemini Moon. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, it's not everything that you have to share. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you don't get what I mean by that, mm. it's not for you. It's, it's not, not for you. you. It's not for you. It's not for you. Gemini Moon, Capricorn Rising. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. My moon is in My moon is in Jupiter right now. That's <laughs> on my moon's in space. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Give me your favourite songs from this project, man. Alright, man. My top three from this project would go number three. Mm, I think I'll go King at number three. Um, number two, I'll go Sobering Thoughts from Mondra- Mondrain. And number one, I'll go with I Want You But You'll Never Know for all the reasons that we've mentioned throughout this podcast so far. You? Um, we've been doing the structure of podcast album reviews for 16 podcasts now. I think we've just stumbled on the first time our top threes are the exact same in the exact, <laughs> in the exact same order. In the exact same order. I'm no, not surprised. Nothing, nothing. King at three, sobering thoughts at two. I want you, but you'll never know at one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it's just the right answer, you know? It's the right answer. It's genuinely is the correct. Sometimes there's like I always say this shit is more art than science. There's not always a right answer. In this mm-hmm. case, there's a right answer. Like it's it's very true. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that you stumbled on the right answer too. <laughs> oh man, I will say before we um, get to album rankings, if there was any album that I'd love a documentary for in terms of the creation process, 
it would be this album. I would love to see Rory asking these artists if they'll work with him, what they were doing in the studios, how these songs came to be. I think it would be one of the most enjoyable music documentaries of all time. Um, on the same caliber as like when Dream Chasers was made and um, when J. Cole takes us through his thought processes before albums, I think it would be great. That's what's that's what's taken my album so long because Scissor just has we haven't been able to find it. <laughs> <in our> schedule. <laughs> yeah, don't get the people excited for a Scissor feature. <laughs> she retired. She retired. It's coming. <laughs> All right, let's take it to the scales, man. All right, the two stubborn Nigerian album rankings go as such. I hate I ever listened to this. Won't be listened to again. Whole lot of mid. Might stay in rotation for about a week. Pretty damn good. Serious project. And then either me and or Paul can give it our 50% stamp of approval. In the case where we both give it our 50% stamp of approval, the album will become two stubborn Nigerians approved. Paul, what are you giving this album? Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. I was tempted to go serious projects, but I'm going pretty damn good. Um, some of that is timing. Some of that is timing. It's just unfortunate this come out in a scare in the host summer and not an R&B boy <laughs> summer. Um, if this was an R&B boy summer, then this would definitely be higher. Um, but it's a pretty damn good project with some stamped songs, I think is the best way to put it. Is some stamped songs or some stamped messages on a pretty damn good project. But I'm so... So happy for Rory with this effort. Mm, mm. Um, I'm going serious project with this one. Um, as you said, there's some songs on there that are stamped quality, and I don't think there's a single song on there that falls below a level that would take away from those stamped songs. So I think um, the album as a whole would be serious project. Um, it's a great project. It's a great project. I'm so happy that we have it because I genuinely was starting to feel like it was going to be one of those projects that is just elusive for years and years and years, and then boom, it drops. I'm happy that Rory said, yeah, I'm taking this week out. I'm going to go do my press run, and then we're going to drop at the end of the week. Um, Man, man, I'm just happy we have it. I'm happy we have it. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's I thought it would be different by Rory. Now it's time for the stage of the podcast that is the foundation of everything we do here. And that is the recommendations for the week. Paul, what is your recommendation for the people this week? My recommendation is an album called So Where Are You by a group called Loose Ends. This is an album from 1985, which I was listening to and jamming to a lot this week. It's an 80s funk jam album. Such good, such good vocals, such great production. The bass in some of these songs, the funk vibes in some of these songs. You really listen to it and feel like you are transported back to like 1985 and just listening to music that you mentally prescribed with 80s funk and jam and that groove type era. So it's a really, really great project. So that's So Where Are You by Loose Ends. Fair, fair. Um, my recommendation this week is V6 by Ireland Boss and Marley Don. Um, it is a dancehall record. It is a song that I stumbled across this weekend, actually, funnily enough. Um, and 
It's just a vibe. It's a big vibe. I haven't used that way that word to describe one of my recommendations in a long time, but it is a big, big, big vibe. It's one of those songs that I'm stumbling across at the perfect time because I needed something for the summer, and this one is going to set the mood right every single time. Um, that is V6 by Island Boss and Marley Don. And just like that, just like that, track 95 in the tuck, in the archives. Next episode, track 96. Hope you guys are excited. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm playing us out this week. I'm playing us out with a song that we've just finished going crazy over. Song that we both agreed was the number one song from this album. I want you, but you'll never know by Rory, Drum, Alex Isley, one of those. Um, that's what I'm playing us out with this week. Paul, any last remarks for the people? Again, scissor tickets. Please. You've been told. No. Listen, because it's me, I was rushing us out. My bad. My Listen, please. It's even near my birthday. So if you're looking for a birthday present for me, perfection. Perfection. I wanted to go see scissor. Really badly. Nigeria never carries loss. Peace and love. Just take a breather sometimes. Cause I want it. Can't have it. You swear I stay acting. Just believe me sometimes. I'm really gonna call you. Gotta stay patient, don't argue I'm saying anything to start you As soon as I touch down I'm touching you and only you But whenever I gotta go You make it so uncomfortable Let me know.